week's episode is brought to you by Audible. To browse their catalog of more than 150,000 titles and download the free audiobook of your choice, go to yhtv.us forward slash audible. Sign up or log in with your Amazon account and start enjoying your new book today. Hello and welcome to YHTV's Flowing into Awareness with visionary and master intuitive Anatara. I'm Christina Suzuma, your host for this program. This is episode 37, Being Conscious of Being Conscious, The Next Step. And let us welcome Anatara. Hello, Christina. Hello, Anatara. Okay, I am very conscious that you are here <laughs> with me. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> what a great title. Well, it, it's so, I, I always say this, but it's so interesting what pops up and through my <laughs> intuition about what it is that I'll, that I'll speak about and then how the description of that comes through. And we don't often read the descriptions that accompany these episodes or the titles to these episodes, but I'm going to read this one to keep me on track um, about what I really want to, you know, uh, share today because I could easily be taken off somewhere somewhere else in, in, uh, in the same category, but it might not be what I really wanted to help, help you, know, you know, deliver. Okay, so <laughs> being conscious of being conscious, the next step. I jo- joyfully notice how my consciousness realizes that it is living in clear consciousness. But what does this really mean? What part of us can realize or comprehend consciousness? Are we aware that we are frequently unconscious of being unconscious? <laughs> this is not complicated, even though it sounds like it should be. Let's. This is my favorite part, and this is what I really want to help everybody understand. Let's uncomplicate the simplicity of awareness. Mm. Let's uncomplicate the simplicity of awareness. So we all live our lives and we think that we are always aware of or conscious of the things that we are supposed to be conscious of. So there are two kinds of consciousness that I am referring to every time I use the word. <laughs> there's, there's the consciousness of being awake um, there's the consciousness, which is the consciousness of being in this human body and being conscious of all of the physical things around us. And then there is the consciousness that to me is the perceptive part of our beings reaching out to the, the information, energy, um, love, anything that we might want to, to believe is out and beyond the physical. So there's that consciousness. There's the consciousness of the of the spiritual part part of our being, the intuitive parts of our being, and there's the consciousness of the physical, um, and and or of what the mind uses, what 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 we think of as being conscious. And then there's awareness. Uh, how aware are we of our surroundings? How much how much do we pay attention to, or do we actually notice? Uh, what what goes on for us? You know, you, you take a, a driver's test and you you're tested on how many cars you see whizzing by you or who's standing on the corners of the roads. Some of us are really good at good at that, and some of us are not. And then there's the supraconsciousness or the the consciousness of being, so to speak. 
um, that some of us are tuned into all the time. I, I believe that I can feel and know what the consciousness of another other being is is feeling. I believe that I am conscious of of realms and races and and things that 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 I don't use or or pay attention to. I'm not aware of when I am driving my car most of most of the time. So we have different kinds of consciousness, and then we have awareness of those consciousnesses. But what if, what if it's all one consciousness? What if it's what? What if what we are here to do as humans is to collaborate, to have those different forms of consciousness collaborate with one another and work with one another in a creative way and with a creative force? that is so informed and so aware that it it allows us to be the, the super amazing and simple beings that we really are. So when we sometimes think about the consciousness that is that is beyond the physical, it seems complicated. I'm I'm using words that don't really describe it. I'm trying to explain something that is wordless and yet I'm still attempting to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it is that that all-encompassing consciousness working with all-encompassing awareness that is going to give us the freedom of living simply. Mm. When we when we stay in the con- you know one of the questions I asked was how are are we uh, are we conscious or unconscious? of being unconscious. You know, are we aware that are we aware that much of the time we we really aren't using that extended awareness and and tuning into the extended consciousness? Or or do we feel like when we are tuned into the more limited aspects of consciousness, physical consciousness, that that's all that there is. So, do we know when we're unconscious that we're unconscious of certain mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. or do we not know? And it's easy. It seems that it would be easy and that it would be simple to be just tuned into the physical consciousness but and the mental consciousness. But by doing that, we, we are limiting even the things that happen within that realm. When we think we're conscious of something, maybe we're missing a lot of the clues that would come to us from that extended consciousness that would really help us understand what's going on. So now that I've talked around myself in a million ways and made it even more complicated, (laughs) what do I mean about the, the, the pure simplicity of consciousness? Taking human form has, has created a certain kind of, um, um, I, it almost feels like a, a vice that, that has been superimposed on our being, our ability to be aware, our ability to be aware in the here and now, and our ability to be aware, aware beyond that. So because the human mind can work as it has, it has complicated things. It's not even simple to just be aware of what's immediately around us. It's, it's, it's convoluted and it's complicated. It doesn't have to be. If we were just, if we could just allow the signals to come to us with whatever awareness we use, we would be in living in in a a simple immediacy that is not complicated, is not hard to do, and is not detrimental to ourselves or to others. We would be living in a kind of unity, in a kind of oneness, which to me is exactly what we're all searching for. Mm. So. I think I would probably have to listen to what what I just said a couple of times. 
to to find the simple thread in what I've been mm. trying to describe, but it really is there. Yeah. How, how was it for you, Christina? <laughs> yeah, I, I I mean I get it, I get it, of course, um, and uh, I, I do believe that you've articulated it in such a way that that it it does sound uh, like a like like the, the details are very full on the simplicity mm-hmm. of that awareness, that state of consciousness. So I concur with you on all those levels because it is like most of the things um, that we go through in life, it is comes down to the primary levels of simplicity. It's back to the ABCs and the one plus one, you know, if you're saying on that linear side. Yeah. And when you look at a child and you see their stage of consciousness Mm. and awareness, which is well beyond ours because we've put up so many guards and we're looking, we're looking. They're not looking. They just see. And I exactly I would say for myself, it is my clarity and my bringing back to those very primary simple levels is actually to be conscious of seeing the world through my child's eyes. When I get confused, when I get mm. <clears throat> moving and shaking, I sit, I'm still. And I say, what is he seeing through his eyes? And what is he feeling? It's pretty simple. Very, very simple. I, I recently had, I have many experiences like that on a daily basis, actually, because I'm living very close by to my 14-month-old grandson. 14 so I, months. Oh. I, I spend time with him every day. And we were sitting outside um, beside his little wading pool on the lawn yesterday and it was becoming cold and windy and he crawled up into my lap and we didn't say anything to each other he just looked up he crawled up into my lap and then the wind really started to blow and I watched him become conscious of his awareness (laughs) he he felt the wind and he felt the wind on his skin and he felt the wind as it blew his hair and he saw the wind in the trees but it was an awareness of the invisibleness mm. of what was going on. And mm. he just sat there and he absorbed and he observed. And, and, I wa- and I was aware of how he was doing that. My consciousness was aware of how he was experiencing mm. his consciousness. Mm. So, so really, maybe that's what it's all about. If we can be conscious of how we work with our own consciousness and what it observes, then we we approach that simplicity a lot more readily. Mm, mm, yes, yes. Beautiful, Anatara. Thank you so much. Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Being conscious of being conscious. <laughs> I love it. Exactly. Wonderful. Yes, yes, absolutely. Wow, that was a very powerful moment. And uh, it's, uh, if we can remember the simplicity mm-hmm. in our daily lives, that would be, that is the first stage. In other words, don't try to explain it <laughs> like I've just been doing. Just be it. Just be it. Be, be your consciousness. Love it. 
Love it. Thank you so much, Anatara, for another incredible moment of flowing into awareness. And of course, we would like to thank each and every one of you for joining us in this new platform of education and information. We're always grateful for your continuous support, and we look forward to hearing your feedback on how we can serve you better. Please, we invite you to connect with Anatara through her website, anatara.ca, anatara.ca. And if you would like to check out her six-week program called The Inner Tutor, which is about how to hone your gifts of intuition, do so at shopyogahub.com. And uh, please, we would love to hear from you. We would love your comments, your suggestions. You can scroll down to the bottom of the site and do so there. Or you can leave your suggestions at 818-LET'S-TALK. 818-LET'S-TALK. Until next time, namaste. Like not having a high libido, Mm -hmm. um, it's almost, well, it's the manifestation of all this, all these stresses or stressors on us. Yeah. So, so yeah. So work-life balance and career stress, stress in and of itself is definitely an impact on, definitely impacts libido. Um, You know, adrenal fatigue will certainly impact libido, Um, not enough time, um, not like literally no freedom in your life to really feel like you have the ability to indulge in that.